What up, Snapback fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, we recap the national championship. Congrats to the Baylor Bears, as I predicted. Sam Darnold is headed to Carolina. We have a what-the-hell internet graphic, the top players in the NBA under the age of 25. We also have a ranked, the top things that NBA casuals will say. You know those casual fans? And we make our picks for the Masters. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select... Lamar Jackson. I'm a rave. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! A play! Oh, blocked by James! Auburn's gonna win the football game! Auburn's gonna win the football game! For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant put the jumper. He What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? You know, I usually come into these with something planned, but today is just, you know, another, shall I say, pantless. I'm not wearing pants again. I think it's just going to become a thing, get the juices flowing. I mean, I do, I do my best thinking on the toilet usually. You don't wear pants on the toilet, so it adds up. Um, other than that, we got past the worst day of the week, which is undoubtedly Tuesday. You with me on that? Yeah, I'm with you. For me, it's like the weekend is obvious. Friday, Thursday, you're almost at the weekend. Wednesday, hump day. Monday, you're still kind of just like black. You're just in weekend mode. It's all a blur. And Tuesday, there's just nothing. Yeah, Tuesday sucks. Um, what else is on my mind? Oh, you committed the cardinal sin. Of of things that I love to make fun of, you committed the cardinal sin. You have it? just been pounding and pounding and pounding. An announcement of an announcement. Mm. You don't NFL, like that? You don't like no. that? It's, it's like the NFL does it every year when they release their schedule. It's like, when's the NFL schedule going to be released? And then Schefter tweets, announcement. The NFL schedule will be announced in two weeks. And yeah. You've just been people, pounding people that in. People want to know. People are excited. Uh, I don't really know. I don't think that's the move. I Okay. Well, we've got interest, and we'll tease it here on the pod. And we'll say, I mean, I, I've teased it already. We are partnering up the biggest deal in Snapback Sports history with a company that is in the fantasy sports, sports gaming space. Um, so if you're listening to the pod, DM Abe on Twitter at, what's your Twitter? Abe? I think it's just Abe Granoff. Abe Granoff. Maybe an underscore in there. If not, just check. go find him. DM, DM him which company you guys think it is. If you get it correctly before April 12th, we're Abe gonna, underscore Granoff. Abe underscore Granoff. We're going to give you some credit. So, obviously, that's what we do for the fam. Uh, what's your problem? I have, a, I have a thousand followers on Twitter, like on the dot. Really? You just hit? A thousand freaking idiots. There we go. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I would unfollow, but it would take too much effort. But hopefully, no, don't do that. Don't after do this app, some people will throw you a follow and, and DM you the correct answer. But, um yeah, huge stuff coming. I mean, just going to be absolutely massive. It's going to be huge. Huge. It's going it's to be going huge. It's going to be so huge. Where's Trump been? Uh, <laughs> okay. On to what's currently on my body. Shout out the FCF. Sent me our Wild Aces championship gear. We're the champs, baby. So just throw on Sent that you their gear. I'm still waiting on mine. Yeah, well, we have good news about that. That'll also come. I'll make an announcement about that announcement in the future. But Cool. Speaking of champions. You just announced an announcement of an announcement. Correct. You're you're going down a deep rabbit hole. Inception on announcements right now. Uh, National championship recap. (sighs) Best. 
Listen, people, <laughs> if Abe says you have the best team ever in any sport, just just go the other way when it comes time for the championship. Once Boys <laughs> versus men. That's all that was on Monday night. That was crazy. It was night and day from start to finish, and it actually couldn't have played out better for me. First off, I gave out the pick Baylor money line on the pod, so I was right about that. Oh, wait. For, talk about me being right. Can we get some, a round of applause for me calling Darnold to Carolina? Oh, I mean, you didn't really call it as much as you just spewed some more I said, speak it into in- existence all 2021, <laughs> baby. Um, but no, Monday night was, you can throw out all the cliches of the moment was too big for Gonzaga, Baylor was the better team, this, that. But it was just utter domination from start to finish. They, I actually just think they tried harder. That's what it literally looked like to me. Yeah, and they also didn't miss, which helped. Right, they didn't miss, and this is what I said all all tournament long and and pre tournament, which is, and if we're giving anyone props, how about me sticking by Baylor since day one? Mm-hmm. Um, but Jared Butler won Most Outstanding Player. People right. still don't know who that is. Right, right, like he he was so quiet, twenty one points, because that's just what they did all year long. It was like. Any correct play that could be made, any effort play, any shot that needs to be made. Their best three-point shooter shoots with, like, a, a hitch in his three. It's the ugliest thing in the world, and they just dominated. I didn't realize Drew Timmy was a sophomore. I, I thought he was a senior, like the senior uh, post-move big man, but apparently he's only a sophomore. Poor so, Zaga, man. Yeah. They just, every team from here on out, and I, I've said it before, it's never Gonzaga's year. That's just a thing. But if this team wasn't it, could you imagine how slandered future like Gonzaga promising teams are gonna get? Because this was like the Gonzaga team. They're gonna and fall every... into like what we talk about, the Jazz and the Suns and the Sixers. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. What? Back it up. <laughs> You're not gonna slide that in there and get away with that on a Wednesday afternoon. I'll yeah, make. yeah. So they dominated. Davion Mitchell announced he's going to the draft. I think he's a little older, but like, open your eyes, people. This kid's first step is elect. Electricity, mm-hmm. and he he could come into the league and be one of the best defenders in the league. It looks like from day one, and his offensive game seemed to pick up from the Sweet Sixteen on. So, love him. But you did mention Darnold. We didn't have that originally on the show notes, but how can we not talk about this? I posted all about it. The Jets fleece the Panthers. Do you agree with me or no? <sighs> yes, in a way, but I also don't hate it for Carolina. Like that clip I posted the other day, I said like. Teddy was that guy to to maybe be to hold you over. He was the appetizer at quarterback. And I get the argument that Darnold, This is your main course, brother? What do you order? No, nah, bro, this is the bread. This is the, the this the third basket of bread that comes around. Um but like you can argue that Sam Darnold had Adam Gase, and that's the main argument that a lot of people are saying. When he goes to a new system, who knows what he can resemble. But you could also take a step back and just watch Sam Darnold play as a New York Jet, regardless of the system. Like he just wasn't good at football. I said, I, um, I said, you look. I said you can make an excuse. His best weapon was Robbie Anderson for a year. After that, our boy, reunited. Our boy yeah, reunited our boy with Robbie Denzel Anderson. Mims. He never had a good O line. Adam Gase, yes, is the worst coach I think in NFL history. But. The one red flag on Sam Darnold with all the talent he had coming out of school was he turns the ball over. He's he's lackadaisical with the ball. And five years later, from when he was a freshman or sophomore to now, 
same identical flaw. And that stuff doesn't just change after half a decade. It doesn't, no matter who your coach is. It's as simple as, like, some quarterbacks are good at protecting the ball, some are not. He's not good at the same reason we get on Daniel Jones, right? He's got to stop fumbling. If the guy doesn't stop fumbling, what makes you think next year is going to be the year, right? So for this, it's one of those things where, like, yes, in theory, if he turns into their franchise quarterback, they gave up nothing. But the chances that he does are so low because he's not good. Hear me out. Maybe Carolina didn't do that bad on this deal. Let's wipe away 2017 Carson Wentz as if it never happened. Look at his career thus far in the four, five years, and look at Sam Darnold's career so far. Turnover problems, inconsistency, flashes at time. It's just maybe Darnold had was in a way worse system than Wentz, and Wentz had a competent coach in Doug Peterson. And the Colts gave up a, potentially a first and a second or a third for Carson Wentz. I don't know. They, and, what was yeah, it? A second, a fourth, Wentz and a sixth? Is, yeah, and Wentz is, Wentz is worse than Darnold. Contract. Wentz is worse than Darnold. I don't know. They're both so bad. And I think that's, that's just my like point. now my brand, so I have to portray that. But that's my point is like, yeah, if you're comparing the guy to Carson Wentz and saying you got good vet, it's not, it's, it's the same thing in betting, it's the same thing in it's anything a in life. It's a market. So you might have won the market. Right. But look at what you, you know, it's like if you negotiate. You got the stock at a good price, but is the stock going to continue to tank? It's like if you buy a bag of shit for two bucks, and I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll give you a dollar. And they're like, okay, deal. I beat your price, but w- look what you ended up with. I don't think, you know what, Jack? I think <laughs> <laughs> comparing Sam Darnold to a bag of shit. I think there's a lot more quarterbacks. A in, a I think there's hard. a lot more quarterbacks in the NFL that we could give that tag to. You get the I point, think. though. You get the point. No, I, I do get the point. I just think took let's, it a little too far. Let's wrap this all up with like, I think Sammy D in that Carolina blue will look fresh, and I'm That's rooting for. Like, I have nothing I, against. I don't him. really think anyone could look bad in Carolina blue. Exactly. So it's like, why? Like, I'm not rooting against him. I just think, given the circumstances. It is not a good deal. Congrats to the Jets. It's kind of, now it's like all the chips are on the table. I don't think we can say that the Panthers have a bad offense. They have weapons. Oh, for DJ sure. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey. Like, all right, Darnold, you're not on the Jets anymore. Let's see it. Yeah. What was he? Was he the first overall pick? No, he was like fourth, I believe. And and he, and now you get into one of the best offensive minds in Joe Brady. He led the LSU offense. Matt Rule's a good coach coming from Baylor. So, yeah, it, it's time to go for him. Uh, I just don't think it works out. But I hope it does. I hope it does. Maybe I'll draft him on my fantasy team this year. I don't, th- I don't hope it works out. Okay. All right. Let's do an ode. It's an ode to a man named Stephen Curry. And I just – we're going to rank later in the show um, – Things that NBA casuals say, casual fans. So stay I'll tuned. I'll get us for started. That. Like, let's, no, no, let's no, no, just... no, that's later. That's later. I'm no, just... this isn't a rank. This is just an extra. I'm going to give you. A, oh yeah. A, I'm going to give you an alley oop right here. Like, yeah, Steph dropped 41 last night against the Bucks without Giannis, <laughs> and they won by one. Like Steph Curry, I saw a tweet today, and it made total sense to me. Watch, Steph is out of his mind. Good. Yeah. Steph Curry made Steve Kerr. Are we uh, sure Steve Kerr is a good coach? Yeah, no, if you, so for whatever reason, I'm like fully ingrained in Warriors Twitter. And by for whatever reason, it's because I'm obsessed with Steph Curry. Um, and they think he's the worst coach. Like he doesn't really? want, yeah, oh yeah. They, they like, and there's proof to it is that he has no clue what he's doing. So 
Uh, being the being a coach of a super team in the NBA, I think is the easiest job on earth. I mean, Ty Lue got another job, albeit with a, a something short of a super team. But like, he's like one of the first coaches that comes to mind that like led a super team. Then obviously, what, what super, super team? Ty Lue. Yeah. LeBron James, Kyrie Irving. Kevin Love, like where he didn't have to do anything, like where he didn't. Yeah, no, he was he was a figurehead. Yeah, like, yeah. That, do you like... think Steve Nash has called one play? <laughs> he might have just because there's been so many injuries, and we can talk about was, the Nets gelling going into the playoffs. But... Yeah, we're talking about that later. But all right, anyways, Steph Curry. I was watching the game, and this guy does not. He just doesn't. He's he causes a double team on every single possession. On every single possession, he's it's a four on three. Like, I, if you, no wonder if you put good players on his team, like you're gonna have a good team around him because everyone's always open. I'm trying to fix my camera here, it's not. Yeah, going no, well I can tell you're, you're struggling <laughs> over there. But yeah, it's a different type of gravitational pull where Joel Embiid does the same thing. No one on planet Earth can guard Joel Embiid one on one. Nobody on earth can guard Steph Curry. Different difference is with the Embiid thing, and I'm not saying one's better than the it's other. It's a Shaq type style, but it's like they double down, right? And he's got to be an awesome passer out of it and can find open shooters. Right. With Steph, they have to double like at half court, so you throw it over top of the double, right. and it's now downhill four on three. So instead of passing to Wiggins and Ubre in the corner. Like put some good shooters in the corners, and like you, you know, you're set. So this is the Wiggins and Ubre that you said in the beginning of the year we're gonna get the Warriors like the four or five seed with Clay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, okay. I mean, yeah, with Clay, with Clay, where do you think they are right now? Do you, like how much of an impact does a healthy Clay Thompson make to you? He's like really. No, I don't. That's disrespectful because I love Clay. What are they now? Like the nine seed, the eight seed? Yeah, they're, they're hovering eight. They nine. would be more comfortable in a playoff situation. By no means am I going to say that they would compete in the West. They would beat the Lakers. They would beat the Clippers. But, like, they'd be more comfortable with their situation that they're in today. And they could always have that backbone of, well, we, we're the Warriors. Dude, it's not 2017 anymore. Steph actually touched on that last night after the game. He said, we needed this win. We don't have an identity at all. And he mentioned Correct. 2017. We knew, and it wasn't like we knew who we were. We knew like what we had to do to beat people. Just give Kevin walk Durant the ball. on, just just play. <laughs> uh, but he said, like he mentioned that, and it'll be cool to see if they grow up or if they could, they could easily free fall out of the playoffs. I mean, there's been all this talk about Steph not signing an extension. No, all right, we're who not knows? doing this. We're you think he stays it. in Golden State? Yeah, he's he's a lifer there, no doubt mm-hmm. in my mind. Might be. What the hell, internet graphic? Uh, it's not the Forbes 25 under 25. It's the ESPN. We made another terrible graphic so that we could get on the Snapback Sports Pod graphic. Right. Um, here we go. Top of the list. Who, this is the best players under the age of 25 that you would want for your franchise, I believe was the, the indicator there. Luca 1, Zion 2, LaMelo 3, Spida 4, Jason Tatum 5, Darren Fox six and then extended list seven is Ben eight is Deep Book. Dive in, let's hear it. We have I have no issues with number one. I think keeping Luca at the top is is you could argue maybe Tatum or maybe Zion. I was um, gonna I was the gonna point come is in the here. point is well people, I want to talk about that before we get to six, I know we hate Luca, 
No, no, no. I, and I saw this going around in the card world also because it's a huge debate. Which would you rather have, a Luka rookie or a Zion? Man, he scored 34 last night. It's his 25th straight game shooting 20-plus points. No, yeah, he's nuts. He's nuts. And when I was with Scal, the white mamba, that's a flex. Friend of the program. It's like a weird flex, but it's I've, a flex. I've been with Scal, too. Whatever, yeah. dude. I was with him recently. Um, it's all right. <laughs> and you Talk were with Hackler, him. Yeah. Talked to Hackler, yeah. Talked to Hackler yesterday. <laughs> Anyways, he said, it was actually, like, crazy hearing it from him. Obviously, he does play-by-play for the Celtics. He was like, I've never seen this before. And he's like, not even with LeBron. Not even with Durant. It's different. Mm-hmm. But he was like, the player comp I give for this guy is Hulk times Thanos. And I was like, he was like, NBA players are the most cocky, egotistical, confident humans, right, in the world. They don't fear anything. Wouldn't you be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. $150 million a year. It, it was not a judgment. Even if thing. you're shitty at basketball. Exactly. He was just stating, like, these guys aren't afraid of anything. And they're like, the best big men in basketball are terrified of this 19-year-old kid right now. Pump the brakes. I... I'm, I'm just telling breaks. you. I'm telling right, you. We get the Sixers versus the Pelicans Friday night. We'll see. I'm just saying. I think like where? I mean, we talk about this all the time. Where's the hype gone with him? His team's not that good, right? But they're they're a game back of the Warriors now for one of the last playoff spots. If they start creeping in, just if he needs to be on more national television. I think because of the way the NBA's headed with or been headed, three-point shooting, passing, right? That's why people tend to go Luka. I don't know, man. If the I issue know I'm getting 30 the, the yeah. issue here is LaMelo at three. He's been fantastic. He got hurt, obviously. He's he's probably still the rookie of the year. That'll be an interesting – all the awards this year are going to be interesting with injuries between the MVP, rookie of the year, I don't et think MVP is that it, – I think it's Jokic. You think Jokic is walking away with it? Not walking away, but if he plays out the rest of the year the way he does, they finish top four well, seed. Harden, Harden's out now because yeah. he's going to miss another X amount of games. Yep. Um, Embiid came back. He's been back two games. He Too had late. 30 something last night. Is it though? Yeah. If he if if he picks up right where he left off, and the Sixers end up getting the one seed, and he just dominates these last 20 percent of the season, whatever it is, I could see it be. I mean, it's it's the one seed versus the four in the West. I mean, it's probably going to be Jokic, but that's I what I find- said. I don't think he walks away with it, but I think if he plays out the way he does, like Embiid would almost have to go above where he was right to show that right. he yeah but anyways, i just don't think it needs out of the conversation at all when it comes to joke back to Lamelo. mellow has been unbelievable he's not the third player on this list you've <laughs> seen him play 25 games in the nba he's only started for 15 of them or whatever it was he's been spe- spectacular but this is clickbait 101 absolute clickbait 101 I'm surprised you didn't find more issue with Spider at four. I don't. Oh, I, I was getting there. I thought we were going one at a time. That was the one to me that I out was of just these like, eight, out of these eight on the list: Luca, Zion, Lamelo, Spider, Tatum, Fox, Ben, and Book. Spider's last. Spider is last. Yeah, like he might be. He truly might be. Is it because they're the one and they're playing out of their minds and they're just trying to reward no, that? It's because like, it's well, it's that. It, it's the idea that he's leading this pretty much just like good not great team to a spectacular season but dude the guy is just a volume shooter that's what he is he's explosive he's exciting he's I get got it, but... he's become a better passer he's actually quite a good passer when so i don't watch him. many jazz games i'll admit but when i do watch i feel like every time i watch 
Donovan goes for 32, but he does it on 29 or 30 shots. No, okay, not not 29 or 30. It's like he's like a 10 for 22 guy, right? It's like it doesn't feel like it's that bad, but then he's shooting 43%. I'd be curious to know his shooting percentage. Um, But how about how about this? I, I first of all, I think Jason Tatum being below Donovan Mitchell is. I think Jason Tatum needs to be top three. Yeah, and then. I'll go as far as to say, what's Devin Booker doing down there? Devin Booker should be top four. Yeah. And I I would have no argument with any arrangement of these four in the top four. Luka, Zion, Tatum, Book. I think there's an argument for all four of them as to why one should be ahead of the other. And then you get into the the interesting next tier of Ben, De'Aaron, Fox, and Spida. And to me, that is Ben... You can call it bias. You can call it whatever. I'm going to call it bias. I wouldn't, I wouldn't That's take that. That's fine. It's Ben, Fox, and then Donovan Mitchell for me. That's my list. Yeah. But get Fox out of Sacramento or build something there with him and Halliburton. I don't know what it is, but it, it's a mess, um, which is funny because the Knicks. What do you think Sacramento's like as a city? Not basketball. <laughs> Benny lived there for like 18 months or two years. What do you say about it? Uh, I don't know if he really left the apartment besides to go to work much, but I mean, it, it's a city. It's, it's not like, it's no, not no, Cleveland, it's Detroit. It's not Cleveland. It's not Detroit. I mean, I can't, compl- it's in a, California. Should we check it's, it out? No, I'm good. You, you, you wouldn't go to Sacktown for a day? <laughs> I'm good on Sacktown. Okay. Greenberg actually grew up there for a, a part of his life. So maybe go. he has some relatives up there, but I'm just not sure what Sacramento looks like. It's kind of like, I've seen actually Google images, but like Portland, Oregon, I don't know. Yeah. What other states, cities are like that? It's like what I tweeted the other night. I was like, I would have loved to seen videos from Gonzaga's campus, but I'm also not positive that place actually exists. <laughs> yeah, we Instagram lived with some guy who was on Gonzaga's campus. It looked like a regular campus, but um, they don't eat McDonald's sure it out there. wasn't a green screen? What? It could have been. Yeah. They eat, There's like, no McDonald's in Gonzaga? No, no, no. It's like the same thing with Texas. Like People don't eat McDonald's. Like Whataburger. They have like their own fast food chain that i literally never heard of in my life they're probably great honestly yeah i'm sure it is all right so yeah we'll post this on snapback pod today let us know luca zion all right let's make our final list i'm gonna go zion luca jt d book i i honestly might have lamella towards the bottom of this list Fox. i do i do uh uh spider ben lamella that hurt you putting Ben not last. No, I no, that didn't I saw hurt. It. No, no, I was you, just you trying were deciding to... between him and Mitchell. Yeah, I. My thing with with Ben Simmons is this: he is potentially the best defender in the league because of what he can do one through five. But then you watch him play. Like I can't watch him play a basketball game. And go, oh, he's an all star. Like it's impossible to do that because that because it's the scoring thing. But it's, it's, it's not. The Ben it's Simmons not. thing it's, is everyone's so, so hyper-focused on the scoring thing, and I get it's why. It's not, though. He's, but what – take away scoring the basketball, what doesn't he do at an elite level? Th- that's what I'm saying. The playmaking, to me, seems to have dropped off a little no, bit. No, 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 it, no, it, no. I, I'm just saying, when I watch the game, the playmaking – He's is, been playing like shit lately, but um, – And, and it's, you it's, say take out scoring. No, 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 I get well, that. Trust me. Trust me. That's the whole – if Ben was a 25-a-night scorer, he could be a top six player in the league or something. Yeah, I just – it's like He'd I be said. like Kawhi Leonard. When I watch him, it's very clear on the defensive end 
but it's like that play like I used to think of him as LeBron type playmaking. Right. Well, now this history. is now we're now we're dipping our toes into a little bit of what NBA casual fans say. Okay. All right. We'll save it. Uh, fam, we'll take a quick break. After I don't break. have that on my list, but you're just that is something that an NBA <laughs> Masters, casual fan says. We'll talk the Masters, our return to the stadium, and we will rank. No, no Eagleson today. He's got school or he's Postponing drinking or something. Beers. Uh, or he's but, drinking at school for all we know. That kid's nuts. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, fam, we are back. Before we hop into a little tick pick talk, it's just one round of applause. Just one. I mean, you this talk goes about out to Paul Pierce. Yeah, this man is. I just. This is just legendary. If you don't know what happened to Paul Pierce, turn on your phone and use. Google. Has anybody's stock rose harder from the from the depths of the underground to higher? Like, I'm not saying Paul Pierce should be recognized as this godly figure now, but from where he was viewed at in the public eye to how he's been viewed at recently. I mean, good for Paul Pierce. I think Kendrick he, Perkins may try it to save his his old brand. I saw something. It was like Paul Pierce maybe got set up or something, and someone tweeted, wait, so all I got to do is try and get Kendrick Perkins on Instagram Live to get him off ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Pierce, man. Yeah, just uh, turn your phone on. All right, well, tick pick. As you guys all know, we got our uh, tick pick referral code which will give you 10 bucks off any purchase over 99 bucks the code is jack listen do i want the code to be snapback obviously but what i've gotten recently is the short check, check mark the shorter the code uh the easier it is for people you know what's shorter than jack that's a very good point. You know what's shorter than Jack? And it's, it's just the first two name. letters. That... No, but Abe. It's, it's a shame your name's Abraham. If it was Abe, I think they would It's a shame your name's Jackson. Mm. Mm. It's not, though. You want to play that game? <laughs> Anyways, first time been back in an NBA arena in 14 months. You were in one more recently than me. You didn't need TickPick because your boy's no. with Derek Shit. White. Yep, there's my blue check mark. Um, I'm not friends with any Knicks as many times as I DM Emmanuel quickly or any Nets, although I did talk to Wilson Chandler last night, so I was close to getting that plug, but not quite. Um, NBA Stadium with limited fans. Now, I know it's a Nets game and they wouldn't have many fans anyways, but I'm not going to lie. And you <laughs> That was slick. <laughs> and you know how many, how much I love going to games. I was there the last time there was a full stadium, Knicks-Nets, and it came down to the wire, and it was like split, half Brooklyn, half Knicks fans, um, which means all of Brooklyn was there. And it was just the most electric environment. This same game, Burks hits a three, uh, down three at 30 seconds left, Kyrie takes, or Jeff Green takes the lead, and then Randall at the buzzer. And it just didn't have that vibe. It was like a chill game. I hope, like I was talking to them, the Nets people, they said they're going to ramp up, um, but it doesn't sound like we'll get to full capacity. I just don't know if it has. I'm going to go to the Garden, hopefully, on Monday to launch My experience thing. was kind of the exact opposite, really? honestly. When I went to the Sixers game, granted, I was I sat next to Lonnie Walker's brother, who was far and beyond the loudest person in the stadium, um, but... Maybe they were pumping stuff in. It was the first Sixers game back, so the fans were a little bit more hype. But I was like looking around and like seeing three thousand maybe people, and I was like, 
It is loud as shit in here. It could, they could be doing well with the audio on the sticks and they're pumping in a little bit noise, but it felt like it was really loud. And it's honestly great. Put your feet up on the seat in front of you. You can put your jacket on the chair next to you if you're by yourself. You just kind of lounge. And then I noticed you bought a $40 chicken fingers and fries. With a beer and a water. I mean, that's New York pricing, baby. That's just what it is. It's, it, costs twi- it costs twice for dinner than it did the price of the ticket. Like I said, it was a Nets game. I'm, I'm not surprised that it wasn't very loud. But there were also Knicks fans there, so I thought it would be louder. MSG, Monday night. Hopefully, we'll be launching our big partnership. Hopefully, Abe can join us, but stay tuned for that. Um, And then on the way out, I rushed out to Subway, get home for the national championship. Julius Randle's kid had just an absolute mental breakdown. Won the internet. Won the internet. I feel like you agree with him. I hate those guys. (laughs) I saw a tweet. It was like Sixers Twitter when the Nets come back make a huge comeback and beat a really bad team by like one for the 30th time. That's what they do every game. It's like, is it as if that they come into the nets, come into games cocky no. and like, they just like it's, chill for a little. And then they because take, they don't have they their blink, guys. They don't have, their they guys. wake up and it's just like, Whoa. And it's, now can we talk about the nets? Yeah, this could be, I, we're going to talk about the with... masters before ranked, but this is something an NBA casual fan would say, but I think it's fair. No, I don't think this is a casual take at all. And Harden's going to be out at least the next 10 days, I believe. Uh, Kevin Durant gets back tonight. So it's Kyrie's. Well, he'll have Kyrie and KD. Damn. <laughs> um, but how, at some point with Aldridge, with Blake Griffin, and it seems like they're actually going to be a play a part in this, in this team in the playoffs in, in some capacity. At what point do you get like a little bit, okay, like – how many games are these guys going to have together? There's been none. There's literally been none. How many games, I don't know exactly, have Kyrie, Harden, and Durant played? I think out? it's seven. Durant's been out for the last 23. I think it's seven games. They're five seven. and two with those two losses to Cleveland, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, those, those are, Cleveland's a hard, a hard team to beat. <laughs> uh, but it's, at what point do we actually get concerned? Well, me, never. Me, never. I'll never get concerned. The more that they, they don't play together, the happier I am. But at what point do Nets fans, all 50 of them, get concerned that their guys haven't played together going into this playoff run, especially if now that Harden's out another 10, if they're not able to move past the Sixers and get the one seed and they have to play a team like Milwaukee early in the second round and get tested like that? I mean, there'll be zero consistency, obviously, because all people want to do is troll this team. But, like, that's the excuse they gave LeBron's, you know, first year with the Heat, right? It was like they didn't. It was their first whole year playing together. Granted, they did play an entire year, and I think won like wasn't that the year they won twenty seven in a row or something in that first season. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely a concern, and I do especially especially with a rookie head coach. Okay, so let me let me ask you, what's the bigger concern to you that they're actually just not healthy, which could linger, or? not being on the court at the same time. I think that's where it gets really interesting, right? It's like Truthfully, truthfully, I'll take a step back out of being a Sixers fan for a second. It's actually the injury thing. Because when I look at the way the Nets are constructed, it's not a Chris Bosh, D-Wade, LeBron, where essentially games complement each other. It's three of potentially maybe the top five best isolation scorers of all time to the point where you can put the ball in any of these three guys' hands and just one-on-one and and get a few buckets in a row down the stretch if one hand is hot. So 
maybe a team that consists of these three type of players that are so do whatever they want when so they want. So it's not with the, the injuries. Ball. You're saying you you'd rather. No, I'm saying it's the injuries because if they're not healthy, then that affects it. But if if they are healthy, I don't really care necessarily how many games they played together because one of them can just have the ball for 75 percent of the game, get 40, and everyone else can chip in a few points and they'll win. Yeah, I I do think it's the defense, right? I think to your point, it doesn't oh, matter. Yeah, the defense, the defense. It's it's the offensive end. It doesn't matter if Kevin Durant's healthy; he could probably carry them to 120 a game. But it is the defense and rotations and team defense mm-hmm. that we see in the playoffs that really matters. So I think, yeah, that's my worry. It's like maybe they're not as healthy, right? Remember, Kevin Durant was supposed to come back two weeks ago, then a week ago, then that's what then I'm Monday. Saying, dude, I said James Harden saved the Nets season. Not to the fact that the Nets wouldn't be considered maybe a title favorite, but if James Harden never got traded to the Nets, I think we would be at a point in this NBA season right now where all the media, all the ESPN graphics, the what-the-hell-internet graphics, would be absolutely shitting on the Nets. They there, would be the laughing stock. There would be because, a chance the Knicks would be over the Nets in the standings based off their injuries, Kyrie's Because theatrics. take away Harden from this team if Harden never came over. He just stayed in Houston. Obviously, the Nets wouldn't be winning as much. KD has been out the last 23 games. KD has played literally 2019 games since the NBA Finals when he was on the Warriors. That would be talked about way more. It would be just Kyrie's show there, and come on, something would happen. Something would happen where there would be drama with Kyrie and the other guys. KD would be out. The Nets would actually be the—they'd be good. They'd be firmly in a top—probably still three, four— playoff spot maybe with just Kyrie I don't necessarily know but like everyone would laugh at them just because of all the drama that's that's going on and and the injuries but the fact that Harden came in just picked up right where he left off just being James Harden and willing them to be a top one or two seed is the reason why everyone's like that's why Harden's actually considered an MVP candidate but because of this injury he won't all right Masters starting up on Thursday Tiger will obviously not be there. He's recovering in the hospital. Um, I think he's home. Is he home? That's good to hear. Uh, That was scary. But Jordan Spieth coming off a big win. My pick, though, I'm going with Bryson. Why? You're the worst. Why? Because because everyone zigs and you zag. No, because his warm-up drill on the range was the most spectacular golf event I've ever seen in my life. Isn't that like – so he was – pretty much just like torquing his whole body 360 (laughs) degrees listen i've only played golf for about a year and a half now pretty sure that's the exact thing you're told not to do um you also don't focus don't focus on hitting it hard or just focus on making contact and bryson just that's why everyone kind of hates bryson because he's just like this douche who who just rewrites his own rules of golf and just does it his own way dude Tiger Woods' back went out after 10 years because he had an aggressive swing. How is that dude going to make it to Saturday with that swing? I mean, Vijay Singh is watching, and he's like, what is going on here? So I'm, I'm rolling with DeChambeau. I think distance matters at the Masters. Correct me if I'm wrong. Listen, the Masters is a whole different beast. You get to, you get to Eamon's Corner or whatever <laughs> it's called. I mean, first off, Jim Nance – Week of the year this yeah, week between the national championship and a Masters at Augusta. Um, I've got five guys to throw out. Spieth, Jordy Spieth, hadn't won since uh, the Obama administration or something like that, and came out last week, played spectacular. 
Justin Thomas is another one to look out for. Dominated the Players Championship start to finish. You gotta throw some. You gotta throw some lads in there. So I'm gonna throw Lee Westwood in there. I always bet Tommy Fleetwood. He's usually there around Saturday, and then he'll crumble. And my number one favorite player on tour, who just had a kid this week. How do you factor that into odds? Before I tell you who it is. Um. Yeah, it's a good question. John Rom. John Rom. Really. John Rom had a kid this. I think he's like only 25 too. I think he's our age. Um, John Rom is a name to look out for. Okay. I know I just gave a, some favorites. Yeah, no, I'm just looking at the odds. Look, I, I picked the favorite, yeah. uh, but Spieth, Thomas, Rom are three, four, five in terms of favorites. And who are your other ones? Lee Westwood. Okay, he's a Lee 40 Westwood to one and, shot. And Tommy Fleet. Tommy, Tommy Fleet, Fleet is a 41 right next to, to Lee Westwood. You need a few. You need a few. You need a few long shots. But um, I'm not working tomorrow. My full time job. Ooh. It's going to be raining. No, it's going to be 70 degrees here. Friday, it's going to be raining. Friday, I'm going to be on the couch from – it's going to be an NFL Sunday type deal. With I like Masters. that. That's fine. It's going to be an NFL Sunday type deal. Um, all right. I got DeChambeau. If you had to pick one just so we can reference – JT. JT. Okay. Fair JT. enough. Uh, all right. Ranked. Here we go. Let's close it out. Stuff that NBA casuals would say. This is a great topic Abe came up with. Um I don't know what happened. I guess I didn't write down a number three. So why don't you start while I sure. formulate one? My number three, pretty easy. James Harden doesn't play defense. That's just not true. That's just not true. He's one of the best post-defending guards, like similar to like D-Wade was. He's strong as shit. It's hard to move him in the post. And he's competent around the perimeter. Anyone that says James Harden doesn't play defense is just just looks at the fact that he puts up triple, dumber, triple doubles all the time and just assumes because of he's a little chunky, that he gets tired on the defensive end and he doesn't play. James Harden is a very much competent, and I would almost say, like, decent defender. He's not by any means, like, an elite defender. Yeah. But there's, like, there's this cloud above people's fans. I feel like it's kind of passed by a little. It's, people still say it. Casuals. Casuals yeah. say it. Yeah, the casuals. So that's my number three. Say. Okay. I guess my number three would be, um, like, the Jazz, the Suns. The Sixers can win the title. Stop. Would be like okay. Wait, just stop. So that that would be my number three. Look, if you're cuties casual, have a chance. Cuties have yeah, a chance. Yeah, if you're a casual fan, you and let me let me actually you watch, you watch the standings, not the game. Let me throw this out there. There's a cutie that's actually below all three of those teams that I think isn't a cutie this year. I'm not saying they're gonna win it, but I think they're in this very weird level. The, the Nuggets. Yeah, I was watching that man. Uh, they're like, especially with Gordon now, they put out a very competent five. And I think what makes cuties not, what makes cuties cuties, Sixers aside, is like their star player is not a superstar, right? Right. So like with with uh, the Suns, like D-Book's a great player, not a superstar. Donovan Mitchell, Gobert, you know, their players, not superstars. Jokic is a superstar at this point. He's mm-hmm. potentially, you know, the MVP of the league. So when you take that into account, Murray's been inconsistent, but he's actually putting up career highs in a lot of categories. Porter Jr. is coming alive. Uh, Aaron Gordon is a perfect fit for them. Barton's relevant. They just have these guys that, I don't know, and they, they now have playoff experience. I know we like to throw out the bubble, but they took down the Clippers, and we right. looked we viewed it as an upset. But maybe we take a step back and we're like, 
No, this is a fairly good basketball team who made an aggressive move at the deadline. So, so I don't hate that. I don't hate the fact that you're a little bit, all right, maybe the Nuggets aren't cute anymore. But to me, the Nuggets and the Jazz, those are the two. They are the founding fathers of being cuties. Oh, when, we, sure. when we brought up that Well, the term, Hawks, the 2015 Hawks are right, the Right, but we weren't around for them, of course. Um, but when we came up with the word cuties and the tag and what it meant, we were referring to the Nuggets and the Jazz. And to me, because the Nuggets are that founding father and just like the OG cutie, it's uh, I have to wait to see it. But I am I am slowly getting on your track with the Nuggets, and I think the Aaron Gordon edition was great. And obviously when you have, like you said, you need a superstar to not be a cutie. Like the Sixers have Embiid, the, joke, the Nuggets have Jokic. Um, however you want to rank them, they're still both transcendent talents and MVP candidates. So but, hold on. And I'll say, let me just give one more comparison. The Raptors were the ultimate cuties, right? LeBronto, right? They would be the one seed, then get swept. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and then you kind of changed out DeRozan for Kawhi. And some stuff broke their ways with injuries and bounces and uh, things of that nature. And I'm not saying they swapped you know, a Kawhi-like player, but is Jokic's progression, Murray's progression, the addition of Gordon – Enough where Lakers are down, right, with AD and LeBron and injured. The West is like a, you know, who knows? What if the Suns take down the Clippers for some weird reason? Like This is this is very big of me to say yeah. because I, I, I've probably within the last week, but since I'm in a good mood and we're having the conversation, probably within the last week I said to somebody, if you think a team's coming out of the West that doesn't play at the Staples Center, you're out of your mind. But the Nuggets are slowly inching to me to the point where I wouldn't necessarily. And that means that there's no way, there's no way in hell that the Nuggets can go on a playoff run. I don't know how the seeding works out and beat both teams in L.A. Back to back in series. They would need something to fall their way, similar to the way that the Raptors did with Kawhi Leonard. That's how I view that. But there's there's our theory behind cuties is there's no dark horses in the NBA. Right. And this is like the closest we're going to get to a potential dark horse. Not to mention, last year I was all over the Jazz, and God, I should have stuck with them. That would have been a great call. You'd be be digging yourself a deeper hole right now before they come crashing down. No, that's fair. Okay, number two. Number two. He doesn't have a ring. And what I have written written next to that is shut up. Um, You can't just take my number two. Oh, 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 for any player. yeah. Gotcha. I, I don't know what your number two is. I was I, The ones I've written down, CP3, put some respect on his name. I mean, this guy, you want to talk about most valuable player and maybe why Devin Booker's eighth on that list? It's because the love that CP3 is starting to get. Everywhere he goes, they just go to the next level. Now they can't go to the next level. Is that so? Is that so? Well, you can tell that to my Series 1 rare freaking CP <laughs> gold, whatever I own. And that's what I'm saying is give this man his flowers. He's incredible. James Harden, he doesn't have a ring, right? So that's the knock on him. Oh, he doesn't come through in the playoffs. Yeah, because he got stamped out by the KD Warriors every he was year. the closest one to almost right. beat them. And now that he's on the Nets playing at MVP level, you're like, oh, him with the ring? Okay, he's a Hall of Famer. You, know, Steph you could would- have chalked this entire number two up to just saying winning matters. Uh, because it doesn't no it matters but i'm saying in these greatness cases listen like i said when kyle kuzma has more uh nba finals rings than james harden chris paul alan iverson charles barkley combined it's not the only thing that matters right 
Okay, I'm cool with that. That's big of you to say. Um, I'm similar for my number two. My number two is that KD has two rings. No, he doesn't. KD doesn't have any rings. That's how I view it. That's on my list. Uh, not number one, but on number two, it was like Steph without KD. People say like, oh, he can't. No Finals MVPs or KD without. Like without. this, it's just it's it's so. Shut frust- up! That no, 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 is I get such it. A I know, casualty. I know. It's so frustrating to me watching Kevin Durant play. Oh, oh, and you're, what he? You're saying that's no, what casuals say. Casuals say that Kevin Durant has won championships. No, he hasn't. Oh. Um, okay, no, I'm not. Because it's so frustrating to me watching Kevin Durant play and legitimately maybe being a top five player of all time and just watching how his career progressed and, and the move he made. I was going to have an honorable mention that says NBA casual fans say KD's move to Golden State was the same as LeBron's to Miami. It was. Uh, oh, Stop. Stop. He went to Miami. He didn't go to a team that beat him 3-1. That when he was up 3-1 on them the year before. But anyway, that's not the point. My point is, it's it's so damn frustrating with me just to see how Kevin Durant's career has progressed to the point where what he had to do, he didn't even have to do it, is, is what I'm saying. I think he would have ended up getting a ring somehow had he not made that move to Golden State. And now Brooklyn, I understand they acquired Harden through a trade, but you're not going to sit here and pretend he had nothing to do with it. You're not going to sit here and pretend he had nothing to do with getting Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge, however you may view them. It's just so frustrating to me because of how amazing Kevin Durant is as an NBA player. And to see, like, I I don't want to be that guy, but you can't deny that he's taken the easy path to championships. You know what I mean? Come on. I, we talk about it's, it. It's There's one superstar in the past two decades who's won a title by himself. Nobody can win by themselves. One Nobody. guy. Don't get, one, don't I get mean, one guy. Kawhi? No, Dirk. Dirk. I mean, Dirk, Dirk won I, no, 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 with no. the well, Toon Squad. Dirk, Dirk literally won. No, well, I mean, the Jet put up like 27 in that game. <laughs> but, um, it's just, it's, it's, the word is frustrating for me and Kevin Durant because of how good he is. And I think he would have ended up getting one whether he stayed in OKC, whether he went to the Mecca, the Knicks, who, who knows? But yeah, it's just to see how, a statue to ready see for how a, a superstar of that stature take that path to championships just really, really frustrates me. So that's my number two. And my number one is very simple. My number one thing that NBA casual fans say is that Tobias Harris <laughs> is an overpaid player. I would give that man more money if I could. <laughs> that's a lot. The progr- you want to talk about progression. 50-40-90 on 20 points per game. He's become a very good defender on the other end. Like to say that Tobias Harris isn't worth the max contract. He's, he's not worth the max contract. I can easily say that. Ignorance. Easily it's say that. Ignorance, and that is what the number one thing that NBA casual fans say. They look is at a DeMar contract. Is Demar worth a number a max? Hell contract? no. You can't be a max player and be the third best player on your team. It's just not. No, possible. that's just we're not. We're just really, really, really good. You know. No. Um, all right. Okay, no, wait, oh, wait, wait, that's interesting. That's interesting. Kyrie is a you can't very... You can't be a max player if you're the third best player on your team? Correct. Clay Thompson. He, I don't think On the KD Warriors. I don't think he's necessary. And by the way, these are two outliers, Kyrie and Clay right now. But like Kevin Love, when he was on that big three, shouldn't have been on a max. So you're essentially saying to me that an NBA team should never max out three people. Yeah, pretty much. Why? In most scenarios. Salary cap doesn't exist. Well, yeah, in that case. But, yeah, Tobias, you could get his level of production pretty no, much anywhere off the street. You can. 
Yeah. That's funny that you say that because yeah. he, how many people in NBA history have been 50, 40, 90? Let's go to oh, the last but, thing. But once again, Steph Curry, Dirk pull Nowitzki. that graphic up and look at the output that those players were doing. What does that mean? The that means Tobias is the second leading scorer on the second best dude, team in dude, the NBA dude, right dude, now. Dude, you look at the attempts per game those other five players took. It's thirty percent higher than Tobias. So of course the the volume's just not there for him. Look at the graphic. I pointed this out to you before. Twenty nine attempts, twenty six attempts. There's no attempts on this graph. I, so you're I, just making that up. No, I I looked it up then. I don't know where I found it. But what's he shoot? 18 shots a game? Uh, no, because he averages 21 on 50-40-90, you idiot. That doesn't mean that he doesn't shoot 18 shots a game. How the hell could someone be efficient at 50-40-90 and average 20.8 points on so, 18 shots? Okay, so he averages less. Less so attempts. You, so you're proving my point. That he's what efficient. That he's efficient because he's not shooting a ton. Uh, yeah, because we have the MVP and the That's best big point. man in basketball. That's my point, is why that graphic He shoots complete. it 15 times a game. 15 times a game. And go look at Steph, Bird, Dirk. Th- those were 23-plus attempts per game. All right, let's check. I'm just going to pick Dirk. Out of, out of, go for it. I'm I guarantee gonna, I'm definitely and, not going to pick Steph. <laughs> right. Twenty att- More than 20 attempts a game is let's a 25% went, 50, 40, increase. 25% increase. And so it's just less impressive. Not to mention the season's not over. And and Dirk what went fifty forty ninety on less shots than that's not Harris. that's just false information. 30, 13 seven shots. That's just false information. There's a lot of like Dirk's was in the league for a while, so there's a lot of stats. But I'm just looking. It's You're looking at the me. year he did it. Okay, hold on. This, <laughs> this is I'm getting a call from my doctor. You have me all fatutsed. Fifty forty ninety Dirk Nowitzki. I'm telling you, dude. I don't know what you're trying to get at, but to say that I'm trying to get at that he doesn't. What happened when when MB was out or Simmons was out? Did he not go like two for fourteen in a game? Because he's he took over. Yeah, maybe a game. Yeah, but he took over. He He absolutely. The Sixers went eight and two without Joel Embiid when Ben Simmons was playing like shit because of Tobias Harris. This guy is just he's okay. You know what? Take it. And when it comes playoff time, and Tobias is in his bag with he's sixteen points per game, he's the it's closer. Be spectacular. He's the closer. Number one. If I see one more fucking sorry for cursing, one more Twitter reply that's auto generated to Bleacher Report or ESPN or or House of Highlights, and it's this Mickey Mouse shit, I'm gonna just get off the app. Unless it's referred to the Heat. I just can't with the Lamickey's road to a fight. Baylor's road to a national championship. Oh, they're doing it with college now. Dude, they it, it's every it's Mike Trout. It's 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 uh it's Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas's road to return in the NBA. You know, four feet tall. Like just it is the most NBA casual thing to say. Is like this Lamickey thing. It it is. I don't so, get it. It is so. Are annoying. you referring to the bubble or no? It started in the bubble because they started calling it Lamicky, and then they they and then they just like put through his road. It's like uh, Dame got hurt, and it was like the last quarter of the series. Oh, they're finding reasons. To yeah, do but it. now they do it for every single sports event. I go look in the replies to that the only tweet. the only justifiable Lamicky esque um, performance was last year's Miami Heat, and you're seeing that to- in totality this year. They're 26 and 25, and I heard they got better. That's what I was told. With Oladipo? Even before the season. I heard they got better with uh, 
Avery Bradley coming in, resigning. Like that's just what I heard. And the Heat are just nobody in the NBA, nobody in the Eastern Conference. Like as a Knicks fan, yeah. If you got a playoff series with the Heat, they would own you say us. Nah, they own no. us. They own us for sure. Just like notoriously own you guys. Like, like Tibbs just can't really coach basketball games. So um, coach of the year, but also fire Tibbs. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So no, I don't want to play the Heat. I would love to play like the Hornets or. Or Boston. I mean, even Boston. We play them tonight, so we'll see. But they're a joke. I told you that. I told you that. They're just so talented. It's like on paper. They can't be this bad for that long, but they continue to be. Dude, they're awful. They 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 got better with not addressing a single knee with Evan Fournier. Yeah, Yeah. so we'll see. All right, fam. Uh, Everyone have a great weekend. Abe, any last final thoughts? What do you got going on this weekend? This weekend, uh, nothing. Going to Yankees Orioles tonight. Go O's, baby. Go O's. You got it. Do you even own an O's jersey or O's t-shirt? No, nah, I don't. Are you gonna wear pinstripes? <laughs> I'm not gonna wear pinstripes. Are you gonna root for the Yankees? No, we're gonna root for the O's. I, I feel like you're just not gonna root. You're just gonna go there for for work. Yeah, for for some glizzy. I mean, I'm there. But like for when a you glizzy. go to the when you go to the Knicks game, like you root out word for the Knicks. Oh, you're not there fully. on business. I mean, I'm in a. Net suite screaming go Knicks and people are looking at me and shit talking. Yeah, dude, I was me and my roommate the other day were looking up Phil's tickets and I don't know what this has to do with one another, but I guess because of Corona they haven't announced their dollar dog nights yet, which is what I really want to go for. First off, are we sure that hot dogs don't kill more people than Corona? Like, I think they, they have documentaries on that. I just don't watch them. because Yeah, like, I'm let me gonna... get my dollar gliz night and just keep it low-key. Yeah, so the Yankees have the craziest promotion. Probably not right now, but it's like a, um, if you sit in the upper deck, it's all you can eat glizzies up until the fifth inning. I mean, we're going. I'm going. Right? Like I'm going. That's a thing every night? It's, it's, no, uh, yeah. I think it's these specific seats that you buy that aren't even OD expensive. It's unlimited glizzies, popcorn, peanuts, and waters or something. In a, New fit, York, till... in a New York stadium. Yeah. So here's what you do. You get there two hours before first pitch. Yeah. And you, get the, you essentially get a three-hour baseball game. Yeah, pretty much. And then if it's a blowout, you can leave by the six and you just have free dinner. Like, what? That's <laughs> unreal. I've got to hit that. How many... In it's a not nine, better than a, dollar glizzy. In a nine-inning baseball game, how many hot dogs do you think you can eat? Well, Remember we had this like conversation said, down cut, the shore this summer for your birthday? It cuts off at the fifth. That's what. That's the yeah. Irrelevant. Yeah. I'm asking you, in a nine-inning baseball game, how many glizzes do you think you can eat? For for retrospect. Five and then six if I like had a bet on it. But that's it. That's it. I think I easily can do ten. <laughs> you, you also said you could do ten in like three minutes. Dude. You can, you, you're telling me you cannot eat a hot dog at inning? Innings can sometimes be a half hour. I couldn't do it. I get too full. I'm just built different. Uh, maybe over the course of the game. All right, we'll, we'll throw that up on the on the Snapback Pod Instagram story. How many glizzies in a nine-inning game could you – but but you have to remember, they tend to be like summer jumbo. So, so the mini- No, you got you to gotta stay consistent. And there, there are also some thicker guys, some thicker glizzies too. That's what I'm saying. But – I think no. If I'm going in with the mentality and like the mission, there's no doubt I'm in the double digits. I do know like a, a hot dog distributor similar to what you do for beer, and I think I asked him this before, and I think he actually said to me like, "Dude, it's way harder than you." I'm think. telling like, you, like he he like he was like a the hot dog guy, and he might have tapped out at like eight or nine. But this is a science experiment that I must try. Yeah, we have to do it. We have to do it. 
All right, fam. Well, I, I would hope... take myself minus three and a half against you. Oh, but that's the thing. I'm not trying to say I could outglitz you. I'm just saying your expectations of yourself are too high. That's well, what. T- today, the day ends in Y, my friend. <laughs> Uh, all right, fam. Next time you hear from us, you'll be hearing about our new partnership. So, like I said, DMA. I don't think that's true, is it? Yeah, yeah, because we're going to record on Sunday, and the pod will announce on Monday. Um, and we'll oh, have right. our first ever title sponsor. Exciting times here at Snapback Sports Pod. Snapback fam, much love. Peace.